0: Hi, this is Pastor Wade Floyd coming to you from First United Methodist Church of Lake Jackson. This is our weekly message. We're so glad that you have joined us. We hope this message will bless you. (laughs) That's good stuff. Well, we are going to be talking about Abraham today, and we'll start our uh, look at Abraham by going into... God's holy word. We're going to be in Genesis chapter 17, verses 1 through 8. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless, and I will make my covenant between me and you and will make you exceedingly numerous. Then Abram fell on his face, and God said to him, as For me, this is my covenant with you. You shall be the ancestor of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you the ancestor of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. I will give you, I will give to you and to your offspring after you the land where you are now, an alien, all the land of Canaan for perpetual holding, and I will be their God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, we give you thanks and praise for your word. We ask that you would open our hearts, open our minds. Let us hear from you today, Lord. Amen. So as we're stepping into summer here, stepping into June, we are moving into a new sermon series called Heroes of the Bible, where we're gonna be going in and looking at different characters in both the Old and New Testaments. And we wanted to start... Uh, this, I wanted to start this way back with one of the very first heroes in the Bible, all the way back to the first book in the Bible in Genesis with Abraham. Now, Abraham, our first hero here, is one of the great fathers of our faith, as we heard in that fun song Uh, that I think a lot of us remember from our VBS experiences or from maybe teaching in VBS or sometime uh, when we were a child. And really, that's how I was first introduced to Abraham. When I was growing up, my brother and I, we would spend uh, most summers at my grandparents' ranch. And the whole summer was enjoyable. We got to go out and feed the cattle with our pawpaw, we got to be with Granny and eat her amazing cooking, and you know she always made sure, still makes sure that we're well fed. When I get there, I'm like, if I don't have at least seconds and possibly thirds, she she feels uh, personally insulted. I think, <laughs> sorry, Granny, if you're watching this, but I love you and I love your cooking. Um, and so, but not those. That was an every day, a whole summer thing. Now, my favorite week of the whole summer was normally VBS week, because not only did we get to do these things, go and be cowboys with Pawpaw, go and have this amazing cooking of grannies, but we also got to spend several hours up at the church learning more about God, learning more about the Bible. And that's where I first heard of Abraham and heard that song that we talked about uh, this morning. The song is great because it has a lot to say in just a few lines. It got the point across that Abraham was the father of many nations, as God told him he would be, and hinted at how we would come to be fully his children through Christ. When God sent his own son into the world, it's so that we Could come to faith in Christ and become his children and live more into who we are. I don't want to surprise you too much, but uh, the heroes that we're going to talk about, they weren't always heroic. And oftentimes, when you first meet them in the Bible, they definitely aren't heroic. Abraham wasn't actually a hero when the Bible introduces him at all, nor was he always heroic in nature. Another thing is, and we saw this in the video there, that his name originally was Abram. And this Abram was really a relative nobody. And by all accounts was nothing special. That was until God got a hold of him. God called him out of the ordinary into the extraordinary to be part of something greater than himself. At the age of 80, 80, God told Abram to move away from everything and everybody that he knew and go to this new place, this new land called Canaan. And this wasn't just a place down the street. It was something, it was a place that was a thousand miles away from where he was at. Now, I know what you're thinking. A thousand miles, oh, that's easy. No, you're not thinking that. You've driven that distance, especially with kids. Yeah, it's. Yeah, bless you. But at the time, think about that distance at a time where a lot of that distance would have been walked or with animals of a much slower variety than cars or planes or trains or whatever we go on these journeys with now. This was an act of a hero to leave this land, to leave everything he knew. And this was credited to Abram as being faithful to God because he did what God called him to do. He left everything and he moved to this land. The travels actually continued all over that land and even he went down to the land of Egypt for a time. As I said, Abram wasn't always heroic he made some mistakes along the way, and I think that the Bible includes the mistakes of some of these heroes to help us know that they are people just like you and me, that, that they have been called to the extraordinary, but they themselves aren't extraordinary on their own. It's God who calls them to that, and as they walk in faith, they do. Some of the mistakes that, that Abram made was He pretended that his wife was his sister so that he didn't get killed. He actually did that twice, as if once wasn't enough. And with the encouragement of his wife, he fathered a son through their servant, Hagar. But through God's grace, Abram still chose to walk in faith. He walked forward in faith. And after a few years of being in the land, we hear in our scripture today about how God comes to him again and calls him something to even something greater. Not just to leave his land and to leave it all behind and be credited with that, but now there was something greater that he was called to. That's where we catch up with him. It is in our scripture that we see that God comes to Abram. It's about 20, 25 years as as the video said. And he makes an unconditional promise to Abraham, to Abram. The promise or covenant is that the world would be blessed through Abraham's line of descendants. The whole world would be blessed through him. To show this calling, to mark the change that was to come, he says that now his name would move from being Abram to being called Abraham, which means, in Hebrew, the father of many nations. However, we hear of uh, kind of uh, a small problem for God, maybe a big problem for us. Abraham was 99 years old, and he only had one son with Hagar and didn't have any with his wife, Sarai, who would be known as Sarah. I think it's interesting that his name gets added onto with a Abram, Abraham, so you get the whole ham in there, and then Sarah, you just change one letter there to Sarah. God sees to this quickly, though. He sees what's going on. He, he wants them to believe him. And so just nine, ten months after this, the promise that was made came true. Their son, Sarah, and, I, and Abraham's son, Isaac, was born. Don't miss the beauty of that miracle. Isaac's birth was the first significant marker that God would make good on his promises. Oftentimes when we look at events in the Bible, it's helpful to notice the historic backdrop of the biblical text. So when we're looking at Abraham, uh, we uh, are taken back to 4,000 years ago in um, around the year 2100 B.C. And here are a few interesting things that were going on at the same time in history. Glass was invented. Can you imagine not having glass? I mean, we have a few people in here with glasses, but think about that. No glass, no no windows or anything in here. That'd be crazy. The last woolly mammoth died. So it was a time uh, when woolly mammoths were still around. That seems like way longer than 4,000 years. Horses were being domesticated. So people were just starting to tame horses and just starting to ride horses at this time. 4,000 years seems like a long time ago, but the promise God made to Abraham in our passage still remains true. God's promises are timeless in that way. What is great about the promise to Abraham is that it may have started small, but then it got bigger and bigger and bigger along the way. It started with Isaac's birth, and then got bigger with Abraham's grandsons of Esau and Jacob, his 20-plus great-grandchildren. And it came to include entire nations like Moab and Edom and Israel. And it was through the nation of Israel that everyone else we are going to look at in our hero series is included in the promise. As you can see, Abraham came to have a big extended family. I, too, come from a big family, um, and you may have heard me talk a little bit about this before, but I wanted to tell you a little bit more about it, and I really think that like Abraham, uh, I have a big, happy, and ever-expanding family. My family, Julie and I, uh, his family lives all over the U.S., all over Texas, um, and really, I'm part of an extended, blended family as well. Before I became uh, to, to be included in Julie's family, I am um, have blended. I have step-parents on both sides. I have many brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, cousins, and kinfolk of the full step and half and in-law variety. Almost forgot one there. I have three brothers and two sisters. I have 10 nieces and nephews. I have Over 50 first cousins between Julie and I's families. So like I said, I'm from a big, happy, ever-expanding family. Maybe, just maybe, your family is a bit like mine and Abraham's. Maybe yours is different. Maybe you have a smaller family. Either way, we all become part of God's family through Jesus. I believe that it is because of my big family that I love being a pastor and I do love being a pastor. I believe that church is part of our family, a church is a family, and that our church is like Abraham's family, like my family, a big, happy, ever-expanding family, and I love that I get to be a part of the first church family, and y'all have welcomed Julie and my family into y'all's family really well, thank y'all for that. The promise of Abraham was amazing, And as we start to list off his descendants, we see that they are numerous as the stars in the sky, as it says in our passage, as we saw in the video. However, we have yet to talk about Abraham's greatest descendant, Jesus. You see, it is through Jesus that the promises made to Abraham came to their fullness. The whole world and everyone in it could come to know God and therefore come to be God's child and belong to God's big, happy ever-expanding family through Jesus. I want to make something plain here. Abraham was a great man. He did great a great many things. He did make mistakes, but he was faithful to God. But as Jesus says so himself, God is still greater. Add up everyone of all time, their deeds, their works, their speeches, and everything they have done And it pales in comparison to the greatness of our Lord. So let's recap for a moment. God is awesomely loving, amazingly graceful, and the biggest hero of all time. Abraham was a pretty stellar guy himself who lived long ago with all sorts of cool stuff were happening on. I mean, think about that world, woolly mammoths around, uh, but but. People aren't riding horses yet, nor are they drinking from glasses. Abraham was sent out as a beacon of hope, as a beacon of blessing to the nations. It started with his family, and then it moved out from there. It expanded out. It started small, and it got bigger. That blessing in Abraham's family grew and grew over time until Jesus came so that all could have the ability to be blessed through Jesus, through God. My challenge for you is this, and you have heard me say this before. We are blessed so that we can be a blessing to others. We are blessed by God so that we can be a blessing to others. Abraham was blessed by God so that he could bless others. The blessings God pour pour out on us by God are not to be stored up, they're not to be stowed away, but instead to be used so that others know that God loves, wants, and blesses them. Uh, so this week, I want you to bless someone through a way that you are blessed. Uh, can it can be any number of examples, and you can do it however you, you feel comfortable. It could be helping someone who is less fortunate than you. It could be as simple as buying the meal for the car behind you or buying the coffee for the car behind you in the drive-thru line. Maybe it's sharing your wisdom with someone. Those are just a few examples. I could go on, but I want you to think of something to do to bless someone else, then do it, and then tell, come and tell me about it. Shoot me an email, send me a text, uh, call me, see me in person, whatever you want to do. Tell me about it. Tell someone else about it. Tell someone about that experience. You'll be amazed at what simple acts of kindness and blessing can do, not only for you, but also for the receiver as the giver and receiver. It's better to give than receive, right? But it's amazing uh, the impact that you can have on somebody with these simple acts of kindness and blessing. In this way, you will be a hero to someone like the heroes that we're going to talk about throughout this series, as Abraham was a hero. And you can give glory to our greatest hero, to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. Please join me in prayer. Lord, we give you thanks and praise for you are a God that blesses us so much, Lord. As we remember Abraham's blessing and how You impacted him and the world through him, Lord. We remember the calling that you have on our lives. That through our faith in you, we walk with you like Abraham did. Through our faith in you, we are blessed like Abraham was. And through our faith in you, we are called to go and be a blessing to others. Help us do that this week. Lord, we ask all this in your son's name, Jesus Christ. We say Thank you for joining us for our weekly sermon message. We hope this this has blessed you in some way. Please see our notes below for if you have a prayer request or if you would like to learn more about our church.